Hello, this is Dr. Gary Sherman, the Heart Guy, and I welcome you to another exciting and informative podcast titled The Heart Guy Presents The Heart of the Matter, bringing you interesting discussions and conversations related to the vast and important subject of heart disease, heart failure, and organ donation, and everything related to that in today's ever-changing world. I'm extremely honored to have as my special guest today an inspiring leader in our global health community, Patty Metropolis. Patty Metropolis has served as president and chief executive officer of Kathy's House since October 2012, following the retirement of founder and former executive director Dick Bogle. Under Patty's tenure, the demand for lodging has more than doubled, prompting Patty and the board of directors to spearhead an effort to build a larger facility, which opened in June of 2021. The new Kathy's House is designed to serve a national model in hospital guest housing. Patty is passionate about providing equitable access to the social determinants of health, including lodging, nutrition, the outdoors, and the support of family and a caring community. She has worked in nonprofit and public education management for over 20 years. Patty has personal experience caregiving and has a deep empathy for families facing cancer or other major health issues. Originally from the Chicago area, Patty has lived on the East Coast, the Milwaukee area, and the Pacific Northwest. She moved back to the Midwest in 2012 to be closer to family. Patty has a bachelor's in public affairs and economics from Indiana University and a master's in public administration from the University of Washington. Patty, welcome to The Heart Guy Presents the Heart of the Matter. Thank you so much. I'm very honored to be here. My pleasure indeed, for sure. So Patty, you're originally from the great state of Wisconsin and went to Brookfield Central High School now, my research has led me to a little-known fact that Al Capone lived and had a distillery on Brookfield Road. Is that correct? <laughs> that is very correct. As a matter of fact, one of my classmates lived in his house. Oh, my goodness. And, and when this classmate would have parties, it was always really fun going to his house and discovering all of these, <laughs> yeah, secret rooms and passageways and, yes, oh. That's very a bonus funny. of growing up in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Yeah, you, you never know, right? But on a more serious issue, I guess Fiserv, a well-known financial services company, and FedEx are also located in Brookfield. It's a wonderful community. And besides Al Capone, Al McGuire, who I remember as a legendary coach and basketball announcer for so many years, is from here. And uh, Molly Seidel just won a bronze medal, right? For yes. the marathon from Brookfield. Yes. Yeah, exciting. Yes. It's a good place. <laughs> so... Please tell me what it was like for you growing up in Brookfield and in Wisconsin. Sure. So my family moved to the Milwaukee area actually in the, the late 70s. So I'm originally from a suburb of Chicago. My family actually moved to southern New Jersey. So I had about half my upbringing in, in New Jersey and then the other half in the Midwest. And really growing up in Wisconsin was number one, wonderful for me because I was closer to my grandparents who were all in Chicago at the time and a lot of my my cousins on my dad's side. And it was just, a, I think, a very kind of wholesome place to grow up. Uh, very different than the East Coast. I'm very thankful that I was able to actually experience two very different parts of the country growing up. But at the time in Wisconsin, you know, we my, my brother was at Marquette during those Al McGuire years and was able to, my parents were able to move to a very good school district. They did not, they were very, very middle-class folks and uh, mm -hmm. was able to get a very good education. 
and through my parents' sacrifice, they were able to help me and my three siblings go on to college. And I, I've made really wonderful friends during my high school years here in Brookfield. And even after I went away for 23 years, I was out in Seattle and Portland. When I came back, it was really easy to connect with that group. My high school friends, I actually ended up marrying one of them. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was a really a, a very special place to, to grow up. So you went to Indiana University, right? What did you study yeah. there? I studied, so it was public affairs, political science, and economics. I started actually as a journalism major and then ended up switching early in my experience at Indiana. And um, yeah, just had a, a very, very good four-year experience in Bloomington, Indiana. Right. So so then you went across the country to University mm-hmm. of Washington. You studied public administration. What were your career goals at that point? So at that time, I really wanted to get into uh, public policy or government mm-hmm. work. And uh, education policy was my area of focus in graduate school. I have to say another alternative agenda I had at the University of Washington, Seattle was hiking. <laughs> so that played into my decision to, to go to the Pacific Northwest. So it was a, a really a, another top-notch school, you know, going from the Big Ten to the Pac-10. Wow. And, yeah, um, you stayed in good physical condition then. That's great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that was Super. a very healthy influence. As much as I love Wisconsin, we're, we're a bit more indulgent here yeah. uh, than and, the Pacific Northwest. So. so, of course, you end up being instrumental in creating this incredible place called Kathy's House, mm-hmm. the new exquisite building located just across the street from the Medical Center at Freighter MCW Clinical Cancer Center and the Center for Advanced Care. But Kathy's House was originally started in 2001 in Wauwatosa. So could you just share with us what is Kathy's House and who Kathy was? Certainly. Kathy's House is named after a woman named Kathy Vogel-Kittner, who was diagnosed with uh, lymphoma when she was 38 years old and had three little girls and was married. Unfortunately, it was Burkitt's lymphoma, which was a fairly aggressive form of, of cancer. And she, she did have a bone marrow transplant for one of her sisters, which, which worked for a while. But unfortunately, when her, her cancer came back, um, it, it was more than her body could bear. So hmm. she did pass away in, in 2000. But in the months before she passed away, she spent much of that time at Freighter Hospital that Kathy's house is across the street from. And she got to know many of the other cancer patients that were on her floor. And she was very curious because many of them didn't have any visitors. And, you know, her family was local. She had her three little girls and her sisters and her cousins and her parents. And her room was always full of visitors. And Mm. she actually would send some of her family members to see other patients because she just felt so badly that they did not have visitors when they were so ill. And she learned that one of the reasons they did not have visitors and support was because their families lived outside of Milwaukee and they couldn't afford the cost of a hotel, you know, to come to Milwaukee and stay in a hotel. And at that point in time, there was a Ronald McDonald house, but that was exclusively for for children who are patients and their families. And and she learned there was nothing in Milwaukee really for adult patients and their family members to stay. And so before she passed away, she indicated to her her family that if they wanted to do something in her memory, that they start a house where, where people could stay. 
And actually, a year to the day after she passed away, Kathy's house opened in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, with the, the help of, of her parents and, and many friends and family members, and, as well as Freighter at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Incredible. Wow. What a story. Um, yeah. And so kind of family that was. Wow. So how were you introduced to this project? Sure. So uh, I moved back to the Wisconsin area in 2012 to be closer to, to my mother and my brother and had to change jobs at that point in, in my career and had an opportunity to kind of look around after I moved back. I was doing some contractual work, business development for a federal nonprofit, and meanwhile, still looking for full-time employment and, and actually stumbled across Kathy's house on a nonprofit job board and did some research. I, I knew some folks who were working at Freighter at the time, and they, they just said it's this wonderful gem of a community resource, but not many people know about it. Yeah. And, you know, Freighter, it's about to expand, so there's going to be even a higher need for it. And, and in my prior positions, in both in Portland and Seattle, I was working on the business development side, really helping to grow school districts as well as nonprofit agencies, kind of taking them to the next level to meet increasing community needs. What they were looking for at the time was something that was in my wheelhouse. And plus, I had experience with, with my dad having cancer as one of my brothers having cancer with, you know, having someone, a loved one with a serious illness. And I, I had kind of a strange peace with it and familiarity with it. And for many, many reasons, I just felt drawn to Kathy's house and I was lucky enough. I know it was a very competitive process um, to be chosen to succeed yeah. the founder. Yeah, it's amazing how those things work out sometimes. Yeah. Uh, when you least expect it, probably too, yeah. right? And I, I uh, frankly, I'd never even heard of anything called a hospital guest house <laughs> before. Yeah. You know, I, I was I wasn't even aware of the sector, so yeah. it was something that was brand new to me, and just really felt like home from the very beginning. Yeah, and of course, and I've been a patient, a cardiac patient for twenty three years. I had never heard of it, something like this either. So, uh, absolutely, this is wonderful. So, why were you compelled to move locations? Because you originally started in the other location in Wauwatosa. So, in our prior location where we started in two thousand one, we you know gradually grew from the year that we started. And by the time I came on board in twenty twelve, we were at you know about sixty percent occupancy, and then. As I worked with our board of directors and my staff to kind of grow the notoriety of our agency as well with a more intentional outreach with our hospital partners and a rebranding effort, our occupancy quickly grew. Um, and also the many of the Milwaukee area hospitals expanded at that same time. So beginning in like 2016, we were actually having to turn people away because we did not have enough rooms to accommodate sure. the number of patients and families coming to the Milwaukee area for advanced care. So I worked very closely with Freighter Hospital and put together a business plan for a new Kathy's house and worked for several years with Milwaukee County and the city of Wauwatosa and Freighter at the Medical College to find a suitable parcel and then to embark on a, a capital campaign. And we were very fortunate to find a parcel just across the street from the Center for Advanced Care at Freighter and the Freighter Cancer Center here in Milwaukee. Yeah, the location could not be better. It's incredible how that worked out. Yeah. Um, I know how much work that must have been to get it to the state that it's in now, which is just beautiful. <laughs> of course, I was going to say I've personally not only visited, but I'm currently living in <laughs> Kathy's house, full transparency, as I wait for my heart transplant. And this is not only an extraordinary physical facility, 
but is serviced by the most kind and generous people who work to make this place so comfortable for both patients and caregivers. Where do you find the people who are the support staff here at, at Kathy's house? I should say your team, your team here at Kathy's house. My team. Uh, first yeah. of all, I want to say my, my team is kind of small. So there are uh, 10 of us total paid staff. And then I have in a normal year, a total of about 400 volunteers that are, that are in and out of Kathy's house wow. to, to help us operate 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. COVID has, has put a little damper on that, but that's, that's how we normally are staffed. I find my team members, and I include my volunteers in that team mm-hmm. from all walks of life. Uh, many of my paid staff have personal experience with cancer or cancer in their family or in the case of, of one of my staff members, you know, her mother had a lung transplant. Um, another staff member helped take care of her dad who passed away from ALS. And they have something in their, their background that makes them well-suited for their jobs. Either it's hospitality, customer service, someone came from insurance background. I have uh, three people that came from the healthcare sector, someone from, you know, marketing, you know, philanthropy. And uh, our volunteers come from all walks as well. Yeah. Many of them retired from freighter themselves or, or another mm-hmm. uh, hospital setting. But you have some many young people, too, that are involved, which is impressive. Yes. I, lo- I love when young people are doing things uh, for the good of, uh, you know, the global community. It's, it's wonderful to see. It kind of gives us hope for the future. It does. No, we, we are very fortunate. We, we have really a range of ages. You know, some of my overnight staff are, are in college, you know, and in a normal year, I actually typically have at least two high school interns uh, working yeah. in the office and as well as a couple of college interns. So, and, and my, my oldest volunteer is will turn 90 uh, in wow. a couple of weeks. <laughs> Incredible. And yeah. So we, we definitely have a very diverse, diverse <laughs> team here at Kathy's house. Yeah. And a wonderful team. So congratulations for that. It's no accident that doing a great job. I'm sure the messaging and the mission is actually uh, communicated in a great way by you. So mm-hmm. starting from the top. So good job for that. Most of the guests and patients and the caregivers referred by Freighter and MCW's health networks are you able to house people from outside these hospitals as well? Yes. So we serve all of the accredited hospitals in the Milwaukee area as well as clinics. But since we're physically located so close to Freighter and the Medical College, and since our, our history is actually rooted um, at Freighter, we tend to have almost 90% of the folks, if not you know more, are referred from Freighter at the Medical College, but we've had people referred from the uh, Ascension Columbia St. Mary's uh, Burn Center. There's a renowned burn center here in Milwaukee. We also have a very renowned behavioral health provider called Rogers Behavioral Health. We've we've housed many of their patients or the, the family members of their patients, as well as uh, Aurora St. Luke's and uh, a couple of the other hospitals too. Yeah. And Kathy's House, being a nonprofit hospital guest house, it truly provides a home away from home. I, again, I'm a personal, you know, uh, I, can, I can say I'm a personal witness of the fact that this is a wonderful home away from home for patients who are experiencing some of the most serious medical issues. Are there any particular medical issues that Kathy's House does not serve or pretty much anybody can come here who is going through something serious. Yeah, it's really all we require is that, number one, that the patient and the family that's being served live outside of the Milwaukee area. 
and that the patient is being served at an accredited hospital in the Milwaukee area. So those are the two main, you know, we don't really look at medical condition and we do interview every family before they stay at Kathy's house to make sure that our facility is suitable for their needs. Sure. Um, in, in our old facility, you know, we didn't have an elevator. We didn't have, yeah. you know, showers that had benches and railings and, and we didn't have many of the amenities we do now. So I think in our new facility, we are much better suited to serve a wider range of, of patients and their family members. Yeah. And, you know, going back to what you said, we, we're here to provide lodging, but, you know, that's our, our basic mission. But our broader mission is really to help people to access life-saving care, regardless of where they live or their financial status. And we just really want to address some of those barriers that people face to accessing health care. Yeah, no, no question about it. And it's extraordinary. You seem to have thought of everything in Kathy's house. And uh, uh, it would be great for everybody in this country to have a look. Uh, and your website actually provides for that. Yes. Um, there's a wonderful video there. And there's a number of other videos that describe the evolution of, of Kathy's house, certainly, and, and what it is today. So given that, is there are there any plans for the future for Kathy's house? Any new changes uh, on the horizon? Well, I think that the immediate challenge now is, you know, it was built to be the national model. And, and what we mean by that is that we're not just providing lodging for people so they can access life-saving care, but we want to address those, all of the eight dimensions of wellness, because we know that health is only partially reliant on access to clinical care. And there's so many other things that elements that that play into our health, such as access to nutritious food and access to the outdoors and access to fitness and and having a, a social and you know very positive caring team around you when you're going through an illness such as you are going through. And we really want to make sure we're very intentional about addressing those elements of wellness. And it includes spiritual. We have a meditation chapel. We have, as you know, the house is designed to allow as much natural light in as possible because we yeah. know there's, there's really a lot of healing that, that comes from nature. So we're Absolutely. being very intentional about addressing health from a, from a holistic perspective. Yeah, and definitely the, the patients and caregivers are absolutely experiencing that. Uh, incredible place. It's been such an honor to have you as a guest on The Heart of the Matter. And uh, on behalf of myself personally and my wife, Shelly, I want to tell you that we have so much gratitude uh, for everything that you've done for us personally. And I know that I speak for uh, many of the people who are guests in the house. They, they so much appreciate what you've done here for us uh, as visitors, for your local community and the global community with this incredible project, which will certainly be um, a model for, for more to come throughout the country, I'm sure. Um, you've put so much work and effort into that. I'm, a, again, a, a witness to that. Uh, you work every day so hard to make sure that this place is wonderful, and you've helped people realize their own inner strength. So thank you so much for all you've done. Thank you very much. And I just want to say that, yes, this, this has been my heart and soul for many years, but I have a 
team of people behind me. <laughs> and yeah. this was no, by no means uh, a, a one person endeavor. So, um, no, and I, I thank um, Kathy Vogel Kintner, who, who really was the, the spark behind all of this. Yeah. Yeah. It was so wonderful. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope we can do this again soon. Perhaps after my heart transplant, we'll do it again. <laughs> that would be lovely. That'd be yeah, lovely. absolutely. We'll keep, we'll keep this thing going. And, uh, I I look forward to that. So thank you again. And that's our podcast for today. Please join me next time for another intriguing, informative, and entertaining conversation. Please visit our website at, um, actually, you just have to go to theheartguyspeaks.com these days. It's a website for the podcast, theheartguyspeaks.com, and you'll have all of my podcasts right there for you. Uh, If you'd like me to host an online presentation for your group or organization, you just have to email me at theheartguyspeaks at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found on Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and several other platforms. You just have to search The Heart Guy Presents the Heart of the Matter. And until next time, this is Dr. Gary Sherman wishing you peace and hope.